You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host. Ryan Andrews from jaysfrontacouch.com, back uh, after another late night, got two more coming, and then actually after that, Texas is pretty late too. Uh, This is one of those weeks where I'm just resigned to not having sleep, which, I mean, I'm used to it by now. It's why I'm able to keep going and keep giving y'all Blue Jays insights into the wee hours of the night. Despite, you know, it's probably best for my body, but whatever. I, I know the field I entered, so we'll just keep doing it. So we'll talk about last night's game in the second half of this podcast, but um, we have to start with Ken Rosenthal because Ken Rosenthal went on major networks yesterday and decided to drop the bombshell that, I mean, it's, can you say it's really a bombshell if you kind of knew they were still doing it? But basically, Ken Rosenthal confirmed that the Blue Jays are shopping veteran players. I mean, again, shock. They traded Kendris Morales and Kevin Pillar already. We know they're shopping veteran players. But uh, he specifically mentioned Justin Smoke, Marcus Stroman, and Aaron Sanchez. So my initial reaction to hearing that is I could see two of those players going and be pretty happy about it, especially if the return is big. I, we've we talked about this. We've talked about this on this podcast. We've talked about it on the Jays from the Couch podcast. It's nothing new for the Blue Jays as of late. We, we've talked about trading these guys um, repeatedly. So let's just break it down, first of all. Justin Smoke. I love Justin Smoke. I love the ability to make a ton of puns about Justin Smoke's name whenever he hits a home run. I can go smoke bomb. I can go smoke shot. I can say there's a fire, whatever. I love that. But I also know that Justin Smoke is 32 and he would be pretty attractive to a team that could use a first baseman. I'd say the Angels would be at the top of that list, but A, they suck, which I know they beat the Blue Jays last night, but whatever. And two, they don't really have the prospect capital to send back unless they are willing to give up a guy like Griffin Canning, who I don't think they are, who we'll talk about him later on as well. So I'm, I'm not too upset losing Justin Smoke, especially knowing, you know, Rowdy Telez is already up with his team. And if Smoke goes, then that probably gets Kevin Biggio onto the 40 man roster. And I would like to see Kevin Biggio up with the big club. So I'm totally fine with that. However, I will talk about the starting pitching uh, trade options and, and the justification I have heard from uh, Ken Rosenthal and from other people is that 
the Blue Jays don't feel that Stroman and Sanchez will be part of the window when Vlad Jr. and Biggio and Bo Bichette and all those guys are up with the big club and performing. And that that just baffles me. Like, I... I, I I can't believe you would say like like Aaron Sanchez is 26. He's like a couple years older than uh, BGO, and like you're you're telling me he wouldn't be he there. Stroman's still just 28. You're telling me he, you're not expecting to be competitive while Marcus Stroman is still a good pitcher. That that just doesn't really fly for me, and I. I, 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 I've said before on this podcast, one of the hardest things to find when you're trying to develop players is good quality MLB starting pitching. And once you have it, you can kind of hold on to it for a bit and, and just let it be like a rock on your team and just like, okay, we, we know we have this guy. We know he's going to go out. He's going to pitch seven innings. We're going to be all right. Like how many years have the Blue Jays had that when Roy Halladay was on the team? And like Halladay was, he was like 32 when the Blue Jays actually traded him off. Um, so that that's five years of Marcus Stroman. Just turned uh, 28 today. So... You're you're telling me you you don't think you'll be competitive in the next five years with Marcus Stroman? That that's absolutely ridiculous. Do not feed me that kind of line that you do not expect to be competitive with with freaking Hall of Famer Vlad Guerrero Jr. in the lineup. Do not tell me that you you don't see Aaron Sanchez as a potential part of that like like that that's just not that you you cannot fool me with that you cannot fool me with starting pitching and especially a guy like Marcus Stroman who doesn't really rely on overpowering batters he relies on getting movement on his pitches and and that that deception that working with the timing he has a lot of different tricks to use on batters tricks that will still be effective as he turns 31 32 33 you're telling me that that's not going to be valuable to actually have one person in your rotation figured out when you try to out like nine different people from the minor leagues trying to get innings right now like do we know who the fifth starter is on this team with all the injuries because i don't they're like, oh, uh, Thomas Pannone going to step in? No. No, Thomas Pannone is not going to step in. Sam Gavilia is not going to step in. You're going to tell me Sean Reed Foley's coming up but to walk seven batters in a start? No. No, that's not going to happen. So to say you're just going to deal someone who you know is going to be good, it just baffles me. Like, like, there's no reason to believe Marcus Stroman can't be effective for the next five years. Now, Aaron Sanchez, on the other hand, I am all for trading Aaron Sanchez. I have been all for trading Aaron Sanchez for years. People will remember when I when I made regular appearances on Jays from the Couch. I, I think it was a couple years ago I first said that I would rather trade Aaron Sanchez before Marcus Stroman. And there are reasons for that. One, Aaron Sanchez isn't re-signing 
with Toronto. He's not going to sign an extension. He's going to go to free agency and sit for an entire year like Dallas Keuchel is. Because Scott Boris doesn't know what he's doing in this marketplace when he doesn't have a superstar. So good luck with that, Aaron. You can you can bail on some other team for that. Two, I, I've heard the criticism over and over that, oh, Marcus Stroman, he's too short to be a starter long-term. You, you better off putting him in the bullpen. I have a lot more faith in Marcus Stroman being a starter when he's 32 than I do Aaron Sanchez right now. Because Aaron Sanchez can't freaking prove that he can go five innings without having something go wrong with his fingernails. Or just completely losing track of the strike zone. When was Aaron Sanchez most effective for for this Blue Jays team? That 2015 season when he led led the league in, in ERA. When was he second most effective? When he was pitching out of the bullpen in the playoffs for the Blue Jays. So don't tell me he's not ironclad as a starter in five years. I do not buy that for one second. Three... I Sanchez is actually younger than Stroman, so you're probably going to get more for from a team that thinks we can fix him. You, you're telling me the the favorite dancing partner of the Blue Jays, the Astros, wouldn't like a crack at getting Aaron Sanchez back to that ERA leading pitcher. Um, you're telling me that that St. Louis wouldn't wouldn't want a shot at that. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has has got voodoo magic going on. Turn Jordan Lyles back into a freaking starter. So there there are going to be plenty of suitors. We we mentioned Atlanta before, and I I actually ran this by some of the Jays run couch writers. What Aaron Sanchez would probably bring from Atlanta, you could get a Kyle Wright probably in a deal. You could even get potentially a Luis Gohara. In a deal with Atlanta, those are a couple of really strong pitching prospects that are probably in the window that the Blue Jays' upper brass is looking for. And we know Alex Infopoulos loves him some Aaron Sanchez, so I I would be happy to make that move. But I'm going to echo the calls of a lot of fans in saying that Marcus Stroman is your face of this franchise from a pitching standpoint. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., obviously the overall face of this franchise, he will be for years, you know, once he starts hitting. But Marcus Stroman is the face of your pitching staff. He has the potential to be a positive force on the rest of your pitchers. And and don't give me that old-school mentality bull that uh, we, we, we do like his attitude. Sh- shut up. Shut up. I'm not about that. That is just thinly veiled, thin, thinly veiled criticism based on something else entirely. And we're not going to go into that right now because we, we're already going over on this first half. And I just don't buy it whatsoever. And I I think it's insane that they haven't offered Marcus Stroman a cro- contract extension. I, I think it's insane he's not thought of as the ace of the staff, and I would keep him long-term. I'd give him, like, he gave Randall Gritchuk $52 million. You tell me you can't find $65 million for Stroman, $70 million for Stroman. That's probably what it would take to sign him for five. So do that. Keep him. Trade Stroman and Smoke. Or not trade Stroman. Trade Sanchez and Smoke. 
and yeah, get your prospects that way, but keep, keep the one you got that. That's what I'm going to say on that. <sighs> so did you know that in the time it took me to do that entire rant about the Blue Jays, again, trying to trade Marcus Stroman, that you could have a qualified candidate for your job opening if you use ZipRecruiter.com. You know, it, it used to be hard. You'd have to go to multiple job sites. You have stacks of resumes. You have a weird review process. But today, hiring can be so easy, and you just have to go to one place to get it done, and that's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. It sends your job to over 100 leading job boards on the web and uses powerful matching technology to scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and actually tell them about your job and invite them to apply. And it's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. So it, it doesn't hurt to try it, honestly. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free just by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And yeah, you get to try for free and see this amazing process at work. So yeah, ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. I I have calmed down. I've had some bubbly. You know, I've got the strawberry work in. I got, I got lime today, and I haven't really tried the lime, but it's it's warm. I don't want to try it warm. I, I'd rather just get that cool to get the first impression of that. I don't want to feel like I'm drinking warm water like right off the bat. So got my strawberry bubbly ready to talk about last night's game in the couple minutes that we have left on today's podcast. So yeah, the Blue Jays actually did a good job um, kind of feeling out Griffin Canning in his first major league start. I mean, he mowed them down the first time through like, like the Blue Jays, you know, a lot of times this season, it, it felt like the Blue Jays were basically, you know, trying to play whack-a-mole with pitchers. Just like, and, and not even like actual straight-up whack-a-mole. They were trying to play a blindfolded and just like, it's going to come here. And, you know, not getting anything for it. And that's the way they looked against Griffin Canning for the first three innings. However, once they started writing the book on Griffin Canning, they got a lot more comfortable, were able to wait on him a little more. And you could see Canning get a little shaken up. Like once he started allowing base runners and the Blue Jays were able to take advantage of that. The problem is they weren't able to take enough of an advantage on it. Um, Brad Osmus brought in Cambodrosian and he kind of shut things down after that. And then that Angels bullpen just went to work. They, they've got a really good bullpen in Anaheim. And no, I'm not calling them Los Angeles. You don't play in Los Angeles. You play in Anaheim. Don't, don't pull that Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. You're not. No one is buying it. Just stop. Just just be you. Anyway, weird tangent. So I was heartened a bit seeing that kind of, kind of approach from the Blue Jays. Again, they just could not do anything against the bullpen and eventually lost 4-3. 
when Ryan Tapera came out, and after getting Mike Trout to pop up, he, he serves it up to Brian Goodwin, who is not a player known for his power. Let's say that. He was claimed off waivers from Kansas City, basically remembered as a part-timer for Washington, just was was a casualty of that outfield crunch. Um, so he is good, but he's not the kind of guy who should be cranking an eighth inning reliever to deep right center. And that's that's kind of been the problem with the Blue Jays the last couple of days. They've, they've been on this great winning tear, but you, you look at the bullpen options that they have right now, and they're not as strong as you'd like. Like, Joe Biagini's been good, but he gives up home runs. And Ryan Tapera has not looked like himself. And that's probably because he's knocking off the rust a little bit. But he, he's got to start finding that very soon. Um, other than that, the Blue Jays' options are limited because you're not going to, you know, make Daniel Hudson your eighth inning guy. You're not going to make Tim Meza exclusively your eighth inning guy. Although Tim Meza looked really good last night. Like, that's on point. Tim Meza that the Blue Jays got just hammering low. Just getting the calls, getting the placement he needed, and, and just making Justin Bohr and Cole Calhoun look absolutely silly. So, you know, you, you're not going to peg him into that. You want someone who's going to be reliable. And, and we don't even know if that's coming for the Blue Jays because the, the other option is what? David Phelps? David Phelps who hasn't pitched in a year? So you don't know what you're getting with him. Yeah, he's throwing bullpens and stuff. That's great. Still need to know what's going to happen there. Um, we did get updates on some of the Blue Jays yesterday. Ryan Barucki's throwing again, which is good because, oh, the rotation's going to need someone. Clayton Richard also throwing. So I, I guess that answers my question about the fifth starter. It's not a good answer, but it's an answer. So the Blue Jays are kind of coming back to to full strength a little bit. Even Devin Travis is playing now, which I don't know where Devin Travis is going to go, but okay, fine, sure. But right right now that it's just a little weird and, you know, last last night wasn't a bad loss. It's it's one of those baseball losses that you you just end up taking. You know, they they just got the last hit in. So so there's not a lot you can do uh, about that. But, I mean, we'll see how they respond tonight. Strowman's on the mound tonight, so they know they got their ace going. Yeah, I said ace. Uh, he's up against Felix Pena, who I don't believe has thrown five innings yet this season. So, you know, a guy who might be another good candidate to just kind of tee off on a little bit. Pena's been good. Like, he's got a 363 ERA this season, but, yeah, I don't believe he's gone more than five innings yet. So, and they, he wasn't relief for one of those. He, they did, like, the opener thing. But, yeah, he hasn't pitched in more than five innings. So, if the Blue Jays can wait on him a little bit like they did Canning, they should hopefully have a good night at the plate. And, and we'll see if Vlad Jr. can finally get that first RBI, because... That storyline's starting to get a little old, and it's not helping him. And we might end up talking about that tomorrow. But for today, we are done uh, with with this episode. Just a reminder, 
that if you want to get involved and have your thoughts heard, you can follow me on Twitter at neoec18. That's neoec18. You can follow the podcast at Locked On Jays on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can follow Locked On MLB to get uh, all sorts of thoughts from across the major leagues. Um, we may have something in the works there. Um, just a reminder, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, um, again, don't know why, get quality rants like the one you heard earlier, but you can do so on Himalaya, which is a great curated podcast app. Um, you can do so on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on, I don't know, probably microwaves at this point. Uh, um, you can even take your device into the car and just say, hey, play Locked On Jays, and it will do that because we live in the future. Um, and yeah, just, uh, just a reminder that this podcast was brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on to try it for free. And yeah, I think that's all the bases covered. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at JaysFromTheCouch.com, I've been Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.